What's up, Red Raider Nation? Welcome to episode 65 of the Lone Raider Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am your host, Jonah Young, and with me today is a man with one career tweet, my good friend, Nathan Zuniga. What's up, buddy? How you doing today? What's a tweet, man? It's X now, baby. What do we call that? Oh, yeah. We call that Sorry, X, a, X, a post, X Files? Man, not, a, not, not a tweet. X, it's just called Post. It doesn't have like a cool little flair. Like he didn't call it like the X Factor Post or some shit. I don't know. Elon's weird. I'm good, man. How are you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I'm doing, uh, doing pretty good. You know, you would think after uh, last night's uh, game that... Yeah, I wouldn't be doing so well, but hey, the vibes never waver here, man. Vibes never waver over never here. Waver. Not a doubt. Uh, with us in spirit, though, we got Nesto. He is uh, currently helping Tiago Splitter's family fight off an invasive species of badgers right now. So he will uh, he will be on next week, and we wish him the absolute badgers. best of luck with that going on right now. But uh, yeah, we got a little bit of a... Things to kind of get to today. Uh, today, we're recording on Thursday as the game was last night. It is January 18th, 2024. And on this week's episode, we have a fair amount of things to discuss, including, but never, ever, ever limited to, uh, we got some new transfer portal entries and some other CFB headlines. Uh, Texas Tech men's basketball, of course, their performance in the Big 12 so far, and a preview of the upcoming game versus BYU. Take a Good look around the Big 12, kind of see what the standings are as of right now. And of course, we're going to cap it off with our good vibes, vibe of the week. Before we get into all that, though, I want to go ahead and remind y'all to follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Raider Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and on YouTube. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and also feel free to leave us a five-star review if you so choose. Our platform of choice, though, that we do a lot of our posts and engagement on is going to be on Twitter or X, as uh, Zuni <laughs> just mentioned for us. Uh, so right. if you really want to engage with us, go ahead and hop on the X app, uh, still at Lone Raider Pod, Lone Raider P-O-D. Uh, either way, though, we appreciate y'all for supporting your local small-time Texas Tech Sports Podcast. That is brought to you by the fans who give some dams and who are officially powered by the South Plainsman. Be sure to check them out. That is at South Plainsman on both Twitter and Instagram. All right. So let's go ahead and jump right into some of the headlines we've had since last week. Uh, I'll go ahead and start off with uh, my guy, uh, Maya. Headline, I guess, uh, as you guys like to uh, refer to this certain player. <laughs> Jonas as. Guy, man. He's an <laughs> X Factor player, bro. Yes. He's, uh, uh, the game so changer. Since uh, last week's episode, uh, Steve Linton, our edge rusher, uh, has decided to go ahead and find himself a new home. He'll be transferring out of Texas Tech. Um, outside of the Baylor game, I don't think you really would have known that this guy existed in the box score, man. This guy was, uh, you know, I, I don't ever like to. He had a tackle for loss, I think, on the season. Yeah, I think he had right? like 22 total tackles uh, on the year. Uh, that's really about it. Three sacks all came against Baylor. Uh, this guy really did not have as big of a presence as I think we all thought he would on the field this past year, to say the least. Um, and, you know, hey, best luck to him, man. Best of luck uh, to Steven. His future endeavors, I think, our defense line, our edge rushing group is actually... 
gonna be just fine, guys. It, 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 it'll be it'll be just fine. I, I don't think that uh, you know, we're losing much. Once again, don't really want to uh, you know, throw a lot of shade at the guy, but you know, best of luck to you. Definitely was um, a bit disappointing. Maybe, maybe that's our fault, though. Maybe we had too uh, too high expectations. Would you say so, Zuni? Is 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 that my fault? Um, I man, it's really whatever. I mean, <laughs> that's that's honestly how I feel. Uh, the transfer portal is it is what it is. Um, guys are just gonna leave after a year, so I guess we might as well just get used to that. Um, more one and dones, I guess, and that's exactly what's. He was for us was just the one and done. I guess I uh, hope he has a better season. Where's he going? I hope he. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. 12, he hasn't, right? uh, hasn't committed anywhere yet. So hope he leaves the Big Twelve. This man goes to Texas. I'm gonna look at him like, you think you're gonna start? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I I have no idea, my friend. But this man's probably going to Houston. We gotta have our annual, you know. Uh, we've already had that. Houston. We've already had that with Jaden York. He's now at Houston. There so. you go. We're gonna get no one. That's right. I forgot about Jaden York. <laughs> yeah, we we always get one. They, uh, Houston always snags one of our transfers. It was funny. We never really snag any Houston transfers. Maybe it's because we don't really want them. But we don't. Yeah, I was gonna say you want a Houston transfer. Um, no, no disrespect to that, but season. yeah, I was gonna say they had a really underwhelming season, man. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll take some O line. I mean, you can never have too many O linemen, I think. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But. That's really it. <laughs> and another CFB headline, of course, you know, one that was kind of sweeping all of uh, all of Twitter, at least, this past week was, of course, we mentioned Nick Saban retired. Uh, Kalen DeBoer from Washington, their head coach, now going to go to Alabama to be their new head coach. I mean, can you imagine following Nick Saban? Like, I, I don't think I would want to follow him. I, you know I what I mean? couldn't, man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they probably should have like promoted in house. Yeah, to be I, I, I wouldn't. Like, that's kind of a route I thought they were going to take. Yeah, at least I thought like they were going to promote like an, yeah, like an O coordinator just yeah. to be a scapegoat, right? Just for the yeah. season. Because like being the coach after Saban, bro, like you're kind of you're kind of set up to fail. No, like I, I saw this comment. It was pretty funny. It was it was like the head coach saying what he was saying about because he landed in their basketball arena and he was trying to get the, the team hype for the hire for them hiring him. And one of the comments was in five years, it's going to be like an ESPN 30 for 30. Like I was put in an impossible situation. It's like what the coach is going to say or something <laughs> like that. And it just makes me laugh. Cause I'm like, yeah, probably like that's, that's probably the most likely scenario to happen. Like you don't just come and just what, succeed and outperform a, a six-time winning you know national championship head coach at alabama seven time if you include his lsu one so like yeah kind of <laughs> big shoes to fill understatement jonah <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, know, the biggest shoes to fill my friend yeah that's up there man i can't think of a, a recent retirement that's as big as that <laughs> to be honest with you Definitely. Uh maybe maybe Belichick. I don't know. Well he's not retiring. I think he's just stepped away. Um but that's a different conversation. <laughs> that is a different conversation. But yeah, no, I mean Nick Saban straight up retired. Like I can't remember the last person that like retired. I mean, maybe Coach K, right? Well, I like how Saban just decided to go ahead and like, yeah, I'm retired instead of you know, like Coach K did and just do like the whole uh, you know, final lap. 
uh kind of oh, make everything the la- about the last uh, dance i guess you know, like basically like the last dance i guess you know just the uh, last dance for him yeah the whole like, just ride it out for a whole year and everything you know just i do i do prefer the the nick saban approach she's like you yeah, know what that was it it's cool yeah yeah it's not it's time you know uh, but speaking of that, Washington decided to replace their vacancy with Jed Fish from Arizona. So why do I care? Because, well, Arizona is going to be a new Big 12 edition next season. Get that man off, out of here, man. Yeah, they are coming off quite a good season, too. They went 10-3, and three, which included a win in the Alamo Bowl versus That's Oklahoma. not a bad sign. That's not a bad um, sign for Washington. Arizona has been a pretty good team past couple of seasons man yeah and you know you were kind of thinking like arizona's gonna come in here feeling pretty hot uh definitely probably gonna be a favorite to win the big 12 um, not so much now thought, that's what i thought but right yeah, so now things now. really change you know you lose your head coach i don't know if they've filled that position yet he's, i haven't received any probably, updates on it. i think they're still probably taking he's probably taking luggage with him right i imagine players are going to transfer yeah, up there yeah, with most him. likely um uh, several players from Arizona, of course, have entered the transfer portal already. Maybe McGuire snags one of them. Uh, several players from Washington as well and Alabama, as we mentioned, they uh, have all uh, flooded the portal right now. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, this is kind of crazy. We get, um, you know, we get this kind of coaching carousel this late in the year. <laughs> you know, it's uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. But I'm kind of curious to see like how this. Uh, how this shapes Arizona? Like, how this affects Arizona moving into the Big Twelve? You know, considering we actually do have to play at Arizona this next season game that I may go to. Um, I don't know. Like, I I was feeling kind of, uh, you know, kind of like from the outside looking in now, feeling not so great mm-hmm. about that about our chances going out to Arizona, especially after the season they had last year, the season we had last year. You know, uh, Arizona has a really good home field uh, advantage, a really good home crowd. We didn't do so well our last time out there in Arizona. Um, you know, I wasn't feeling very positive about that trip out there. Now it's a little bit different. I don't know. You know, but it's just kind of one of those like wait and see, uh, kind of, you know, wait and see mode. I think mm-hmm. I feel better than what I did two weeks ago. I'll say that. I can't see Arizona, but. Yeah, for sure. Look at Jonah working, working football into the, into the podcast. Talking about we ain't gonna talk about it a good more, good no more the rest of the season. We even go talk. Uh, about only one like, only one like, <laughs> like this breaks. You know what I mean? I don't blame you, man. It's cool. I mean, Steve Lennon was a, I guess, a headliner, right? Like you like to say. Yeah, I know. I, we gotta I, stop. I suppose. We got okay, a headliner. We, we gotta I... stop bashing this, man. Okay, that's enough. That's probably the last yeah, time I mentioned yeah. his name. So. Uh, <laughs> Also, one little piece I wanted to uh, mention uh, before, Mm -hmm. uh, just kind of wrap up all all our football talk for the day. Uh, So Miami tight end Cam McCormick. I've seen this report. Has received his ninth year of eligibility from the NCAA. Hey, think of it like this, man. They're getting a player in his prime. They're getting a player at age 25 in his prime. He's older than that. I think he's like 26. Nah, he's twenty five. He's twenty five right now. He'll be twenty six at least. Nah, he's twenty five at because he he graduated in the same class that we did. He was a twenty sixteen class, which is the same class as Nick Bosa and Jalen Hurts. By the way, I'm saying pretty crazy how that uh, how that turned out. Uh, You know, you got to think 
first of all, I didn't even know like this was possible. Like even with the COVID year, I thought like seven years was like the max you can get now with the COVID year because like you get a red shirt year, you have a medical red shirt year, and then bro, you can, five you can get like years, so. you can get like four medical red shirt. Yeah, years, I didn't know that. Man. Actually, that's actually yeah, kind of no. to me. You can get like he has three medical red shirts. Are you? Really, I, I are you? Serious? you just get one. Who was the Who was the player that played for Tech that had as many seasons as he did with us? The the O lineman. I'm trying to remember his name. I'm going to oh, um. Uh, Morales, I don't, I think dude, that's a trivia there. question. Ooh, yeah. I gotta bring that one back up. I'll bring yeah. up that later for a trivia question. Tony Morales, if I'm not mistaken. I I don't remember. I just remember him being an old lineman, and that's basically what happened. Yeah, about him, seven man. years, <laughs> seven years, eight years with us, and this man just got hurt every year. This man was attempting to start, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Cool that they gave him the year of eligibility because, like, I mean, yeah, if you're not gonna go pro, might as well like. Might as well play football, right? I mean, yeah, it's a fun sport. <laughs> Maybe that's one thing the NCAA could change. You know, the amount of uh, medical. I, nah, I don't agree with that, man. I think if you get hurt and you don't get to play a season, a full season, I feel like you should be allowed to come back, like straight up. Now it depends on the it depends on the moment or the game that you were hurt in. Like what, if nine you were years hurt later, the, a decade later, almost. Hear me out. Hear me out. I feel like if you were to get hurt within the first three games of the season. Um, and yeah, that, that's, what, that's what constitutes it. I, I knew right. that that's what constitutes it. Like if you've played in four games, you have played in a season in football. Yeah, right. So if you play, if you play three games and you get hurt, then yeah, you should get a medical year. And those yeah. are pretty much. But I think you should only get like maybe one, two at most. No, why? Because yeah. what happens if you tore? Bro, eventually you gotta get a job, man. Like this kid needs to get a job, man. He's Dude, leave this man alone, man. It's like this, right? If you have the chance to play ball, like, screw it, man. Why not? It's D1. Screw sure. it, I guess. I mean, this guy's literally watched two full recruiting cycles. Jonah. Cool. Th- this is That is, damn, that's a statement. <laughs> he has. <laughs> He's seen two generations. That's crazy. But well, Eventually, I mean, you got to go ahead and move on, man. You I, can't, I can't knock him, bro. I can't. Like, what if he has his breakout season this year? We haven't been able to see because he's been injured. What? Uh, yeah, be a XFL <laughs> superstar. I'm sorry, UFL superstar. They merged. Hey man, that's a, a it's a living. You're talking about a job. It's Lord. a living. Yeah. Don't stop hating. Stop. Stop hating on this man, Chance McCormick, the tight end. Damn McCormick, by the Cam way. Damn McCormick, not Chance yes. McCormick. Jesus Christ, I'm, drunk I'm not hating on the sorry. dude, but I'm just saying like. Come on, man. Eventually, you just got to, like, say, hey, this isn't meant to are be. You say, you know? Are you saying, like, you got to hang them up, man? Like two Yeah, years, eventually, you got to sit there and decide, like, hey, I think it's time for me to go ahead and depart. Maybe this wasn't meant to be. If you're, if you're not going pro, might as well just, like, play the years of football you want, I guess. Because then, I mean, your body, your body at 25, technically, right, should be stronger than your body at when you were 18, 19. Yes. Right. Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. It's basic. He's going against 18, 19 year olds. He is going against 18 and 19 year olds. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, maybe this is following his year. Stand out. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Stand out performer. No, nah, he'll get another medical red shirt. I don't. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought that was kind of funny. I wanted to bring that up. That's been kind of circulating on Twitter recently. We had um, a whole so, rant. Yeah, figured I would. Uh, <laughs> Figured I'd bring that up. Just yeah, we did. Have a little fun with it. It is fun. Nineteen. All right. I guess we'll go ahead and 
transfer on in to Bro, that's almost a decade man yeah straight no. up <laughs> <Nine> <laughs> seasons, dude. okay go ahead yeah, play with us and now he's gonna play in 2024 <laughs> it's a decade man that's insane yeah he's got uh, he's got a Anyways. son right now it's being scouted by miami uh, Kali Hook. <laughs> uh, i guess we'll go ahead uh head on into our basketball talk a little hoops talk uh so yeah, over the last week, Texas Tech played a pair of games versus Kansas State and Houston. We'll touch on both of those games here in just a sec. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with the Kansas State game as that happened last Saturday. A game that I was at, I was in attendance for this game, had a really, really good seat to it. And man, oh man, that was definitely... I don't know how to describe that. That, was, that wasn't a tale of two halves. That was a tale of, you know... 10 minutes, you know, like you, you blink and Texas Tech was down by 11 at halftime, you know, they went on a, uh, you know, it started off pretty strong, you know, you uh, got out to about a nine point lead, it was about 22 to 13, I want to say, was the score, and Kansas State just went on a run, just absolute run, you could not defend the three point line, they were just sinking threes left and right, and just Kind of having their way. What? They were on a 20 0 run to Yeah, end. I was gonna say Tech did it did not score a single point in the final seven minutes and ten seconds of the first half. Mm. Think about that, man. Like that is kind of wild to see. That is indeed wild. I mean, that's just also the power of the three pointer, right? I mean, Tyler Perry hits three triples back to back, right? Back to back to back, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it, it, yeah, man, I mean, like that. yeah, he was, it was something like that. So, like, hot from the three like point. That, that's what I'm saying, man. It, it power the three pointer. It takes you. Steph Curry changed the game, man. You got these kids just throwing up, throwing up threes and daggers. I suppose, man, and it keeps you in games, and um, it also eliminates you quickly from games, as uh, we'll allude to later in the <laughs> the next basketball game. But Kansas State, yeah. Uh, they went on a run, man. It was uh, had you had you a little worried, I bet, at the after the first half, wouldn't you say, Jonah? Yeah, I was uh, definitely a little worried. I thought, man, once you gave up that run, like because Kansas State's a really good team, you know they, they are. They are. You know, Jerome Tang is a phenomenal head coach, definitely a culture builder. Uh, McCasland and Tang also come from the same uh, coaching tree. They were both uh, uh, under serving under Scott Drew at Baylor there. So they're part of his tree. And uh, so they were very familiar with each other, very familiar with each other's game and definitely was on display at the United Supermarkets during the last Saturday because mm-hmm. that was a that was a pretty gritty game. You know, start to finish. It 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 really was. And you know, you you got uh, you got punched in the mouth, but you managed to rally back. Uh kind of going over some of the some of the numbers here. So we were led in this game by Joe Toussaint, who had 12 points, two assists, and one rebound. Pop Isaacs came up big. He had uh, 10 points, one assist, and one rebound. Uh, Warren Washington, how about this guy? Getting in the paint, a lot of damage, man. 11 points, one assist, eight rebounds, man. He got some some boards, dude. And also followed by Darren Williams, who had 10 points, two assists and six rebounds and followed by uh Kerwin Walton who also had five points uh no assists and five rebounds as well Chance Millen coming off the bench though getting eight points uh one assist and three rebounds also had two steals in this game too 
So yeah, I mean, they were collectively doing very well off the bench and just um, you know, really coming up big when they needed to. He didn't do a particularly great job of shooting from the three point range, which is really where I think Not Texas at all, offense to be has with you. I wouldn't say lived and died at, but definitely found it majority definitely... of its success in. Uh, mm-hmm. You were five from twenty-five from the three-point from the three-point range, uh, shooting just twenty percent uh, from the field. You were just thirty-six percent from the field, twenty of fifty-five, and from the free-throw line. You know, hey, you are one of the best free-throw shooting teams in the nation. You're fifteen of eighteen from the charity stripe, shooting eighty-three percent from the line. So yeah, I mean that'll that'll help you, man. That'll that'll win you ball games. You know, get into the line, draw up some fouls. Um, I will say though. One foul in particular when uh, Joe Toussaint was underneath that basket and he was uh, not called for a travel. And even though I'm looking at that, I'm like, oh, he walked that so bad, man. He walked hey, underneath the Hey, bat. not that negativity over here, bro. Come on. Don't be talking about all that, man. He walked so about- hard. Because, you know, Jonah, if that shit gets called, bro, that's the game. That's the game. We talking Probably, 59, yeah, yeah, no doubt. 58 right now, man. So, <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. But then that uh, basket goes in, and uh, we're still in the game. And, uh, you know, we were able to sing some threes from Darren Williams. Guy really, really came up big for us uh, down the final stretch. When, Because uh, I, I was really confused. I was at this game, and I didn't really know what, what they were looking at at the very end. I had to go back and watch it. And I was like, "What? What really happened?" You know, because apparently the uh, the play clock didn't start on time, and they didn't get a shot off, and it was like the play clock had already expired. Like there was a foul on the floor, but it occurred like when the clock hit all zero, so it didn't count anyways. And so I'm like, "What? What? Like, what are we really reviewing here?" I'm like, "Did do we win the ball game? Like, are they reviewing this?" And they came out, reviewed it, said like, "Yeah, no, Texas Tech wins. Won that game sixty fifty nine. I'm like, "Wow." Did Kansas State get hosed? Did we get lucky here? Like, you know, I feel like you can make an argument either way. But regardless, though, of what, whether each either side that you're on, I mean, any win in the Big 12, you're going to take. You know, these are hard to come by. It's a hard league to win basketball it games. And, and it is, you know, you're, you're going to take any win that you can possibly get. And I um definitely was not uh, disappointed leaving. Not supermarkets arena that day, and I, I will say the student section is back, man. We are back for sure, because that that place was filled. Uh, the students were just being rowdy, being loud. Love to see it. It, it is oh, back, yeah. man. Like the United Supermarkets Arena was, was. First of all, it was just so loud the entire game, especially when we started getting back into it. I mean, that is a definitely going to be a very formidable place for any opponents, regardless of who you are, to come in and try to get a win. Uh, against Texas Tech and because that place is back now like it it was rocking on Saturday and I'm definitely here for it man I can't wait because I mean we, we've been to many games at the USA uh, Zuni and mm-hmm. it was just like you know in the Elite Eight run the, that year when we were there uh, the Final Four run when we were there um, which I, I kind of find it crazy like we had our best seasons when we were in college. Now that we've graduated, they're just kind of like regressed a little bit. I don't know. Maybe we were the uh, good luck charm. I don't know. Maybe we need. Oh to yeah, we season. we were the X Factor. Ultimately, <laughs> we're the X Factor definitely on all those games. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I mean, our head coach did leave. I mean, 
Well, you in know, that's, that's in, you know, in, in hindsight, it's whatever now. In, you know, yeah, he sure. lost his that job happens. there, right? You know, sucks to suck, I guess. But like, yeah, <laughs> we're here now with Grandma Castle. What is it? The what, what they call him? Miracle, Miracle, Miracle Mac. Mac, Miracle Mac, or what we call him, McGasland. McGasland. Yes. Yeah. He was gassing up today, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was gassing up on Saturday. That's that's for damn sure. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, what, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like, from a coach's standpoint, when you let a 20-0 run go, like, what do you kind of say to your team in the locker room? Like, you didn't score a single point in the final seven minutes. Like, what what do you really say to fire them up, the adjustments that you make? Um, like, I, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, put that together. Like, I don't even know, like, what I would say to my team, you know, but whatever he did, whatever he said, whatever the coaching staff said collectively, it worked. And, uh, you know, keep it up, <laughs> keep it up. Cause, uh, if only. definitely, definitely needed it for sure. For sure. Um, you got any other final thoughts on the, uh, Kansas state game, my friend? Nah, man, you pretty much hit most of the points. It was a gritty win. Um, there were moments there where we kind of were worrisome, right? Kansas state does go, does go on a couple runs there to kind of, you know, you know, give us a run for our money. And sure enough, we, they did. Like I said, it was going to be a close game. I expected none, nothing less, you know, from the from the K State boys. And uh, but yeah, I'm happy we came out with the dub, man. Because um, yeah, it would it, our record would stand a whole lot different right now. Because uh, yeah, we're three and one in the Big Twelve right now. And now we're going to talk about our one loss. So, <laughs> so ah, we yeah. don't really have to, you know. We don't. I'm pretty sure no I mean, listener really wants to hear. That. Not really. Three and one is way better than two and two right now right if you told me we're gonna start the season three and one in big 12 i would be like okay i'll take it not mad at it not (laughs) mad at it you know so yeah that's that's where we're at man Uh, you know one final thing on this game i mean just the number of adjustments that mccaslin and dave smart have been able to make in game and at halftime you know i mean they they've it's been fantastic, you know. When when something like when something's not working, you change it up. Or when something is working, but not to the level that you expect it to work at, you change things up. You rotate personnel. You, you know, uh, do a lot more pick and rolls. You you know shoot you shoot from three a lot more. You take uh you know, uh, you force bad shots. You know, start playing better perimeter D. Um, you know, and uh, not allowing anything inside the paint, you know, and I feel like Texas Tech did a pretty good job in that game because for the most part, you know, they didn't really score a ton of the paint. It was all from, from either mid-range or from three. So defensively, I, th- I think we did a pretty fantastic job of that. But, you know, uh, of course, you know, Kansas State, elite shooters, as we mentioned last week, uh, they were they were going to get theirs. And they absolutely did. Um, you know, you never, you know, it's, it's, it's always kind of interesting to see because McCaslin and Tang are really good friends. So it's kind of, she see like, you know, Hey, which coach, uh, you know, g- g- uh, got the better of each one. So it's, it's like, you, you know, they were talking a little bit of shit after the game to each other. So I was kind of, kind of like that. And, uh, it's got, it's kind of like a small world in the world of college basketball too. Cause like a lot of people know each other, man. <laughs> this is a, this oh, is yeah, a man. school where every coach Everyone's really has connections from somebody, somewhere, right? so. you know, especially in the, especially in the big 12. So, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Uh, Texas Tech gets the win, sixty to fifty nine. They advance to three and zero in Big Twelve play. 
Uh, I preface that by saying that we eventually lose in the next game, which was played last night. Uh, I do want to say, though, that Texas Tech was the last team in the Big 12 to lose a conference game. That happened yesterday. As we go ahead and move on to the Houston game, uh, Texas Tech goes into the Freitas Center and just gets absolutely dominated by Houston. Uh, Fifth-ranked Houston, they proved why they were the fifth-ranked team in the country. You know, coming into this game, you felt fairly confident that Texas Tech can maybe pull off an upset or at least keep the game close. And that's what I wanted for Texas Tech, and that's what uh, all the fans certainly wanted. But, you know, Houston, of course, coming off back-to-back losses, you know, uh, in in conference play. I think it's the first time in like two or three years that they've had that. Because uh, they've really, you know, dominated the AAC because there really wasn't anybody, you know, in the AAC. Mm. But, uh, you know, you're, you, you're kind of catching them limping into this one. You're feeling really confident. You got everything going for you. And it was for that exact reason I always felt very uneasy about Texas Tech. Because whenever Texas Tech has a lot of things going for them, it's always there's always going to be something that just brings them back down to earth. And you definitely got sent back down to earth as... The 25th ranked Texas Tech Red Raiders. Yes, we snuck in the top 25 after that win against Kansas State. Go on the road, take on Houston, and we absolutely fall 77 to 54. I don't really want to go over a ton of the box score numbers. I will say Kerwin Walton had probably his best game of his career. In fact, the best game of his career. He was six from nine from three point range, had 18 points, no assists, three rebounds in this one. Fantastic outing. Popeyes, of course, got his, got 12 points, five assists, and two rebounds. Joe Toussaint with nine points, two assists, three rebounds. And Warren Washington, six points, three assists, nine boards. Texas Tech from the field shot just 46%. uh, I'm sorry, uh, shot 36% from the field, 46% from the free throw line. That's probably our worst free throw performance I think I've seen all season. You know, you're just 46% from the cherry stripes, 7 of 15. And at three-point range, you're 11 of 27. So you're actually knocking them down pretty efficiently from three. Man, you just had no answer for uh, for Houston's offense, especially uh, Jamal Shedd. You know, he had 29 points, 10 assists, and four rebounds. I mean, you just did not have an answer for him. Yeah, was that guy was by, everywhere. Uh, it was followed by Roberts with 12 points, uh, two assists, and seven rebounds. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much well it, man. Uh, it was a uh, um, not a fun not a fun night to be a Red Raider uh, out there in Houston, and uh, they uh, definitely got back on track though. And you know, not not really gonna make any excuses on Texas behalf, you know. But you do have to sit there and say like, you know, hey, Kelvin Sampson, who is a Hall of Fame coach, he he, he will be a he will be a college basketball Hall of Famer in, in his tenth year at Houston, Texas Tech. Grandma Castlin's first year, you know, uh, I'm sure that, you know, Grandma Castlin give him, you know, give him some years, give him the same amount of time under his belt as, uh, as, uh, Samson has. And he can definitely turn Texas Tech into well oiled machine. I really believe that, uh, same as, uh, Kelvin Sampson has, Houston has. So, you know, I, I don't really have, I don't really want to talk. <laughs> like, I, like I said, I don't want to talk too much about this game because it's really nothing to be said. Texas Tech got their asses handed to them and really got sent back down to earth. And, uh, I mean, 3-0 in conference play, you know, I mean, really, I uh, get it. But to, to, to add a little, I, I guess, bright side to it, right. Just a little, 
another angle to look at it from. Sure, we got dominated, right? But Houston's a good basketball team, right? Uh, and like you say, you were noting Samson as a head coach. He's a hell of a he's a hell of a ball coach, right? He's been doing this for uh, the better part of a decade, and yeah, he is a Hall of Fame coach for the amount of wins that he's gotten. And I think he, he had another career accolade yesterday against us, getting I think his thousandth win or something like that. Can't remember. It was something like that. No, I think yeah, career. I think he surpassed. Who uh, he surpassed um, oh, Fog Allen. Yeah. Fog, Fog Allen. There you go. That's who it was. He 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 passed him up. And I guess what I'm trying to say is Houston's a good basketball team. Like you can't you can't like throw that out the window like yeah, yeah we did get dominated but we also had we also had one of our worst like offensive performances i think of the season yeah like we never really got into rhythm right um and if you take away one player's performance that game is a game right even if you have sheds points that that's a way it's a way different basketball game at that point right yeah two 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 threes here or there pop isaacs had 10 shots for three pointers He's a 40% shooter in my mind. He's not a 30% shooter. Like, he only made three that game. So, he was having not a great night. Joe Toussaint, also, lack of offense, wasn't really attacking uh, attacking or slashing towards the board, uh, trying to get the easy twos, right? So, it, it was a lot of, like, just uh, non-rhythm in our offense, right? So, this was kind of a wake-up call. And I, I think just to spin it to, like, the way Houston attacked and double-teamed after all of the pick-and-rolls that we kept trying to do, um, it was honestly pretty. It was really pretty basketball. Like I couldn't be mad at Houston because they honestly put the clamps on our offense. So, with all that said, I hope this is more of like a a lesson for the team to like, hey, whenever you're gonna get double team, especially for our guards, because our guards are kind of the heart and soul of our team right now, right? They kind of they're kind of the engine for our offense. Yeah. Joe Tucson and Pop Isaacs really score and set the tone for us, right? Uh, offensively so when they have a slow start uh, it's it's kind of tough to see who's going to pick up after them um curry and walton like you said had a career day good to see him perform in such a shitty <laughs> shitty match to watch right yeah definitely, um, definitely so found, I, found the one to pick you know <laughs> yeah you know i mean so that one's nice to see um you saw robert jennings a little more in this game helping out on the boards i did like to see that houston does play a bigger bigger ball than us we do play small ball a lot because of our personnel, but it was nice to see Robert Jennings to, to be in the game, kind of trying to be our other big to help out Warren Washington because that was really the if, only guy in our paint, man. So Yeah, and I, I don't know if like if it may have helped to have both Jennings and Washington on the floor at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like, you know, do you sacrifice a little bit of offense to gain some defense? I, I personally, scoring I, I think so. I think so. I think so, because really the, where they were scoring from was Shed. Shed was their offense yeah. for that latter part of the half, and he was what kind of gave them the cushion for the for the second half, right? So, like I said, you take away a couple of his buckets, you half his points, that's a different basketball game, right? You add in our poor offensive performance too, like, yeah, yeah, we got dominated. It's pretty easy to see, but, I mean, uh, you look at our poor performances on offense you switch it to an average night you switch it to a, a regular 15 point night that we expect tucson and isaacs to get right um at this point that's what i expect out of those two players right if they're doing anything less than 15 points a game we're probably losing the game or at the very least we're having <laughs> six players that are all in the double digits that game 
which was similar to the K-State game, right? You see that both guards yeah, less yeah. than 15 points, but we had six players, double-double figures, right? So you, you love to see that. That's the that's the offense working congruently. But for this game, uh, the engine got shut down. Uh, Houston put the claps on us. I would have wished – I wish we would have ran something different than the pick and roll. Um, I wish we would have let maybe a Chance McMillan or maybe a, a Robert Jennings kind of work on their post moves, try to write them up a play maybe, let them – work the work, work the back end because they were just double teaming on the perimeter right and we kind of were just throwing up three pointers to see if we could hit them at one point yeah and some of them went in and it stopped the momentum of the crowd of the crowd but dude no one's stopping shed on the other side <laughs> that man was pulling up for no me, one, dude. so yeah had a career night it god man it, it sucks you like you said jenna whenever we have like something that seems like an an advantage for us it just it, it seems to be that opponent to get right game too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> against us but i mean all in all i'm not t- totally upset against you know losing against houston um they are a good basketball team they do have a phenomenal head coach their, their roster is a really good roster um they tough should a tough place to play on top of it being an away game for us like there's just a lot of things that were going right for them to to get back on track especially because they lost to iowa like they were hungry right yeah. Like they're supposed to be one of the best, you know, basketball teams in the country and they they they've blown a couple of losses already. So yeah. They're they're hungry. They have a lot to prove just as much as we do, right? We're young and up in ball club, but I mean, them we were kind of stitched together this season. They've they've had years now together. Yeah. They've had some chemistry play. We haven't. And so just adding all that together, I mean, maybe those are my excuses and that's why I kind of justify the loss, but I mean, I'm not upset, man. It's the Big 12. There's no way that we expect to win every game, right? That's kind of absurd. So, um, hopefully, this is just one of uh, six games that we lose. That's that's how I'm <laughs> feeling. Maybe <laughs> one of four games that we lose. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, it sucked. But uh, ultimately, it's I think we'll be okay. We can use this as, yeah, yeah. as a learning experience, most definitely. And um, you know, other people's offense kind of got developed this game as well. Yeah, and yep. mm-hmm. you know you, when you, when you go to Houston's schedule, you know they lost back to back conference games at Iowa State and the Hilton. Definitely a tough place to play at. At TCU, lost by one point. Another pretty tough place to play at TCU. Man, I was not very high on TCU going into the season. That has definitely changed, man. I'm very much well like on the TCU. Um, I would say TC bandwagon. I'm definitely on their uh, on their hype train. I think they are. A- man, you can't let up, man. In this damn yeah. conference, there's nobody in this. There's nobody that's the cupcake, bro. And that's if you look at their uh, homes, other two home games they've had in conference play against West Virginia. Now us, they've won by over 20 points in both those games. So, yeah, it's kind of a yeah home court advantage definitely does play a factor in I, this league. It's probably gonna be the biggest factor in in this league this season. It's going to be a lot of, uh, well, who won their away games this season, I think, in the Big 12. Yeah, you know, uh, I think Kelvin Sampson said it best uh, in, in his in his presser was that, you know, you always want to win your home games and then pray that you can steal a few on the road, you know? And I feel like that's what we can do. You know, as long as Texas Tech takes care of their business at home, you know, you've already stolen a win on the road against. Uh, well, I wouldn't say steal a win. You you earned that win against, against Texas. Texas has, by the I way, I mean kinda, that's our home away from home, man. Hard. I mean, we're five and oh, one yeah, last yeah. <laughs> couple times that we played it, so that's kind of our home Definitely. away from home. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's it's the USA <laughs> down south. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you've already won on the road one game in conference play. You know, can you do it again? You know, there are some surprise teams this year, uh, which we'll touch on here in just a minute. But, yeah, you know, like, like you said, I'm not freaking out about this loss. Houston's a good team. We found out how good. Um, fifth ranked in the in the country. Yeah, they're probably going to be a one bro. or two seed come tournament time. Come on now. Like, who who else has a career night against us? Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, it's just take away one guy, man. It's a different game. Yeah. <laughs> and so you were you soared kind of high at the beginning of the year, uh, 3-0 in conference play. Now you kind of got brought back down to earth. Okay, you got punched in the mouth. Let's see uh, see how you do. You know, let's, let's see, see the adversity. Moving forward. You know, let's see yes, how you handle adversity. it. You know? Let's see how you handle it, right? No doubt, no doubt. But uh, you got any other final thoughts before we go ahead and uh, move on to our upcoming game against BYU? Oh, this is a good one. Nah, I'm pretty much over this one. Kind of yeah. time to just look <laughs> at it in the rear view and just move forward, right? Because yeah. our next opponent, whoo, we got another one. Yeah, Let's take it on the chin, move forward. You got another cat move coming forward. to town. Yes, sir. The Cougars of BYU instead of Houston. Oh, if it ain't the boys so, from BYU. BYU Currently the 20th ranked team in the country. Them boys can ninth, shoot. They are ninth ranked in Ken Palm and fourth in the net rankings. Text Tech currently in Ken Palm is 33rd and 39th in the net rankings as well. So the analytics and everybody loves BYU. They absolutely love BYU. They did drop their conference opener to Cincinnati uh, pretty handily too. I think they lost by like 11 points mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, but regardless, BYU is a really good team. They can definitely shoot from, from three-point range. Uh, I think as a team, they're 37% from beyond the arc. So it's pretty good. That's that, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good for college basketball. Not too bad. Uh, they do have a, a couple, uh, couple of notable injuries. They got uh, Trevin Nell. Uh, currently kind of a – he'll be kind of a game-time decision, I think, moving forward. Uh, Treor. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, no, Treor. I think he he's. So. I think he's hurt right now as well too. And then, uh, Baker. I believe he had a season-ending uh surgery, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did. So yeah, Dawson Baker had a season-ending surgery. So they are without several key components to their team moving in. But you know, hey, you still play. The game goes on. Got to play with the guys that you guys that you have. Um, they are led, though, by the leading scorer, Jackson Robinson. Currently averages 14 points a game with one assist, two and a half rebounds, uh, averaging about uh, uh, 90% from free throw line, 44% from the field, averages about 24 minutes a game. They do like to sub in and out a lot to keep some fresh legs on the court. Uh, they go pretty deep on their bench, too. So, you know, got to go like that. They're definitely going to have a... Definitely be pretty uh pretty healthy all game. So, you know, uh, of course, you know, uh, the aforementioned Trevin Nell, we don't know if he's going to uh, play or not, but presuming that he is, I think he has a foot injury right now. Uh, he currently averages 13 points a game with one, just over one and a half assists and four rebounds, uh, shoots. 50% from the field and 65% from the charity stripe, but 47% from three point range as well too. Uh, Jackson Robinson also uh, get, uh, averages uh, 39% from three point range. So this guy, like I said, his guys can shoot. <laughs> A lot of his guys can shoot. And uh, 
you know, you definitely definitely have to play the best from a D that you possibly can. Uh, Spencer Johnson, also third leading scorer, averages 11 points per game with four and a half assists, five rebounds, uh, shoots 43% from the field, uh, 81% from the free throw line, 32% from three-point range. Noah Waterman averages 10 and a half points a game, one assist, six rebounds, uh, 44% from the field, 81% from the free throw line. And 37% from three. So you got a lot of guys from three point range that are in the 30s, some even sneaking into the 40s, too. So they're definitely a definitely a team that can hurt you from deep. Mm-hmm. You know, uh kind of based on what you've heard or what you've read on the uh on their stats. Uh what do you uh what do you think of this team, man? Nah, man. They they're they're <laughs> they're a beat. <laughs> They're a Big Twelve team, ultimately. Right? Yeah. The only difference, the, the only difference is that um they they can kind of shoot the three better than most teams in the Big Twelve, I'd say. But defensively, they're there, right? They they hang, and they definitely are a formidable opponent, uh, to say the least. And that's gonna be like our ultimate like X factor, right? We gotta we gotta take away the three or at least contain it. They are one of the better three point shooting teams in the country. So that's definitely their bread and butter, and you add that with a suffocating D uh, that they have. Um, yeah, it could present numerous problems for us. But, um, I mean, ultimately, we also have a lot of things going for us in our advantage, too, right? You did mention the one guy. Uh, what was it? Nell, I believe you said. Nell, he is yes. a big. He is a big contributor for BYU's offense. I don't believe BYU goes that deep into the rotation. They're similar to us where they kind of – have one or two guys that are the main, the sixth, seventh guy off the bench, and that's really it. So uh, I know Nell was a part of that seven-man rotation, so now it's kind of more like a six, if you want to say. I know they have players that are, you know, young recruits, uh, definitely have potential there. I know they got a couple four-stars, took a couple players away from Gonzaga and Kansas, so that's always good, but they haven't found the floor yet. Uh, it would suck if it's against Texas Tech because, like I said, everything's always against Texas Tech. Whenever they have any – whenever our opponent has a inkling of hope, they somehow, you know, find it and actually persevere and, and keep going. But, I mean, I, I think this is a game that's uh, – it's definitely worrisome, but I, I think we're in the same playing field, if I'm being honest. Like, it's almost like looking in the mirror, sort of, sort of. The only difference is that we still have our – our main offensive weapons available to us. So that should ultimately ultimately be our advantage, man. If we can get any rhythm on offense going and if we can just contain their three-point game, like I, I don't see why we don't win in this game handily at home. I hear you, man. Yeah. I definitely hear you. Um, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. According to mm-hmm. the uh, – touching on the ESPN analytics – so ESPN Analytics is giving BYU just a slight advantage. I mean, like less than a less than a percentage, less than one percent. Uh, BYU in favor of yeah. BYU, uh, as they come to Lubbock, and you know, kind of looking at some of the analytics here as far as points per game, they average BYU averages eighty five points a game, Texas Tech seventy six. Uh, they average uh, points allowed. BYU gives up sixty three. Texas Tech about sixty five. Uh, field goal percentage, about 47% from the field. Texas Tech, 45%. Rebounds, BYU, 42.4%. Uh, Texas Tech, 35%. Uh, I'm sorry, th- percent. Why am I saying percent? Uh, <laughs> no, 42. Um, 
uh, per game. So that's what, per game. I can't speak today, dude. <laughs> I am I'm struggling, dude. You're Are you drinking too, one. Jonah? I've been no, drinking, I'm not man. drinking. What the hell? It's, it's dry January. <laughs> oh, man, that's so. right. Dry January. That's right. Yeah. weird, guys. Uh, I will say though, like I'm, I'm getting to the point now where it's like, dang, I really just want to drink. <laughs> I'm downing <laughs> like, this tall boy around for this you, time lad. of a. Uh, Around this time it, of the month. It's if my words nice. have slurred a bit, that's why, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. No one judges you. Uh, but yeah, kind of getting into it again. Um, you know, I mean, like, as far as like you, you kind of look at some of those percentages on what these teams average and what they allow. How, how much? How much? Um, how much uh, bearing or how much of uh, of an impact do those rankings uh, have on you as a as a fan? I guess of basketball because you watch basketball, Jonah. But I wouldn't say you'd be able to like dissect plays in basketball similar to how you do in football, right? Um, so how yeah. much does how much do those rankings weigh towards you as a as a more of a casual viewer that's kind of watching us go through our motions of trying to figure out an offense, you know, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> um, like, you do know, you I, I would say like, that? you know, I, I don't put stock into just statistics. Cause I mean, just like on paper, like, of course you got to go out there, go on the court and win it there. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you can look out what paper says all day long, but you gotta go out there and prove it. You got there and show it. And, I believe that, you know, with this, you know, analytics do, of course, favor BYU in virtually all categories, I guess. <laughs> I will, yeah. uh, we'll go with. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I feel like, you know, we, we have a good enough team that can beat a team like BYU. You know, we, we can beat them at home, especially. And good thing is, you know, even if, we don't. We don't have to go on the road to play them, you know, because we don't see them again. Same thing with Houston. Like, that's the good thing about playing Houston in this new Big 12. But we don't got to see them again until maybe the uh, conference tournament, if we see them there. And that's a big if, you know. That is true. But, yeah, I mean. Like, teams. Big 14 now, 16, whatever the heck we are. But, yeah. Uh, right now, 14. <laughs> Next year, we'll be 16. Jeez. So, yeah. Insane. Hell, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at as far as analytics go. I just like pointing them out because I feel like the listeners really, really enjoy it. So I don't mind. I, I do like hearing the analytics. <laughs> I, think, I think they're uh, interesting. One of you. I always find them interesting, too, man. It's always – um, I I usually will use analytics more to kind of weigh in for, like, the over-unders, right? I feel like yeah. that kind of tells the story a little better. But as far as this game goes, man, like, I didn't realize BYU kind of had us in multiple categories, especially on the scoring percentage, but – it does make sense. They do score more threes than us, right? That's right. So they would have more points than us. So that kind of does add up, <laughs> right? Because you get more points for shooting a three instead of a two. I know, surprisingly. I know, mind blowing. But, um, but yeah, that other than that, other than their scoring, like that's really the only thing that, like I said, worries me if there's anything because we're neck and neck with the defense, right? We're pretty much there. Um, we have a better record than them in the Big Twelve. That's for sure already so we kind of have a we have a game to lose if that makes sense i'd rather it's not no games to lose we got no games not a one you damn right you damn right we're going we're going 12 and 0 all the way from here on out yeah but (laughs) but yeah man i i still think it's more of like a looking in the mirror and i do think byu is just a little bit injured a little bit more injured than us at the moment so i it's uh Analytics are great, um, but this one it's not telling the whole story for me, man. 
Not for me. I think we win. I think we win. You got a score prediction? Or am I getting too ahead? Uh, or... Go for it, buddy. G- give out your score prediction, dude. Score prediction? Probably another gritty game, but I do think uh, both teams will be firing the threes. I think it will be a lot of like um, – what is uh, – what's the word? Kind of – Ah fuck! I'm I'm kind of losing the word for it. When uh, a nice uh, answer back, I guess. Whenever a team scores barn a three, burner, I don't know, like a football. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, 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 whenever a team you know scores the three, and then the three point contest team comes right back and scores yeah. one. Yeah, it, it could be something in that realm. A couple runs. So what you're saying is no points in the paint. Bold prediction. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm None. saying there's probably gonna, there's gonna be a couple threes, man. So fireworks might be all shooting, threes, so I, maybe some free throws, you know. 76, 72 tech. I think okay. I, I think That's both fair. teams hit, hit hit over the 70, 70 mark, hit a couple mm. more threes. I, ultimately, I'd really like to see us um get to the to the foul line more. To be honest with you, our free throws are. They're kind of nice for us this season. I know. I like it. Them, right? I like it this year. Right? Like, we're I like one of the too. best free throw shooting teams. I think we're so, the best free throw shooting team in the Big 12. So if it's me, right, if I'm game planning Grant McCaslin, right, I'm saying let's try to get their 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 rotation into foul trouble very early. Like let's try to get to the bonus. Let's try to get to the line. Let's get some easy points that way. You know, because it'll definitely um <laughs> it'll definitely get some of our players going. You know, a free throw. That's all you need sometimes as a point guard to get a little rhythm going, you know. But yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, man, I'm I'm hoping we get a couple couple easy ones with our free throws since it's actually a weapon for us this year. I think Texas Tech gets the win. It's gonna be seventy one sixty seven. Sixty seven. Yeah, I don't know what the over under is. I, I haven't found the line yet. I'm just. Dishing it out, man. Because <laughs> last time I think we had uh, against K State, we projected like I think I had like eighty-five to eighty, and it was a very low-scoring game. It was a very low-scoring game. I forgot how often we don't score eighty points in a <laughs> Big Twelve game. It's okay. I was feeling it, good. It, it I was like, maybe feel like I mean, the way our offense has been playing, it makes you feel like you know, hey, eighty's not off the table any game, which it isn't. You know, I uh, know it is now. But no, you, I forgot. No, we're in Big Twelve play now. Eighty we're in Big Twelve play. It, we're in Big 12, I mean, 80 points now. That's kind of, that's going to be tough, man. I, mean, I think for a lot of teams. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think a lot of teams are, would struggle to score 80 points in the Big 12. Like, even just Big 12 teams are probably going to, uh, like, I, I don't expect many scores to be I mean, Houston 80. almost got there pretty easily yesterday, so. Yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> nah, they're, getting Jonah, shut up. They're, they're, they're getting garbage time, but we don't bring up the past, man. <laughs> why, why are you just bringing up old shit, Jonah? Goddamn. <laughs> oh, what, where, where are you, man? You want to talk about Matt Wells? Uh... Oh, my gosh. Let's not, let's not go down that rabbit hole, dude. Anyways. <laughs> you want to yeah. know how to trigger Jonah, guys? Just say, Wells. I'm joking. Yeah, Wells is at Kansas <laughs> State right now. He's our OC at Kansas State, by the way. So congratulations, uh, Matt Wells, on your on uh, going to the team that got you fired. That's right. So, yeah. An upgrade. An upgrade. Sweet. For him, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. We upgraded. Well, all right, he's that's going to be our <laughs> preview versus BYU. Uh, we know the United States Market is going to be rocking. Red Red Nation is going to be loud and proud and definitely represent. You know, and going to show uh, show BYU what it's like playing in an awesome arena like the United States Market Arena. So, uh, oh, yeah. where, oh, where yeah. else have they played? 
No, let me pull up their schedule right quick. Um, I played at Baylor. Okay, so yeah, they. By the way, Baylor's new arena. I don't know what it's named, but it's getting a lot of shit on social media because of uh, really? the angle of their uh, camera. Like it's basically uh-huh. like a, like a sky cam essentially, just going over the court. You know, huh. like it's it's super high angle. Like you basically you're looking straight down onto the court almost. Man, I bet that looks ugly. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll see. I don't I don't know if we play at Baylor or if we get Baylor at home this. Year. I, I think we might have. I, I think I'm not we'll playing play, Waco you know, twice this year. Suck. If I'm not mistaken, I'll but suck to play in Waco. Uh, when uh, so we play at Baylor on February sixth, then we get them at home March 9th. Okay, so yeah, we do play. Uh, Baylor. So you'll you'll definitely see that game, or if you just want to watch any Baylor game, you'll you'll see the uh you'll you'll see the angle. You you'll know what I'm talking about, you know. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I thought that uh Oklahoma State had kind of the same issue there at Gallagher Iba, and but like it's nothing compared to <laughs> compared to what they have at Baylor. So, uh, but yeah, I mean the arena is nice, you know. Um, a lot of talk about going to smaller arenas, um. You know, as far as it pertains to a more intense environment, you know, we've seen Baylor now do that. We've seen Texas do that, you know, kind of downgrade their uh, arenas. Um, I'm not I'm not really a fan of, of it for Texas Tech. I like the United Supermarkets Arena. I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I do kind of like uh, at UT's, the Moody Center, where they have like those projected screens up top. Like, that's kind of cool. But mm-hmm. I'd rather have 15,000 fans screaming their asses off and having my team yeah, up. That- yeah, so. that always sounds way better, man. It does. Definitely. Definitely. And uh I don't I don't know what our attendance average is this year, but I know like now that comms play is getting going. It's like thirteen, fourteen thousand now? No. Well, I think we're averaging around there. I know we're over twelve. Yeah, I know there's definitely at least at least thirteen thousand last Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. But you know, lo- love to see you. Looks I like think we're right around like the thirteen, the thirteen seventy, thirteen eight hundred. Yeah, probably like Mark, I think that's where we're at. Probably like twelve, twelve five, I think. But maybe. But yeah, I guess should we go ahead and do a look around the Big Twelve, man? You want to look around the Big Twelve? I guess. <laughs> just do just kind of briefly overview of it. So Texas Tech currently well, tied with three other teams. Oh, that's what you I'm meant. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, three other teams. For first place oh. in the Big 12, by the way. Hey, yeah, we first, baby. That's right. Yeah, 3 and 1 in conference play, 14 and 3 <laughs> overall, which is pretty the, big the considering that last season we had 16 total wins and five total wins in conference play. Conference play, we're 3 and 1 right now, and we have 14 wins on the season. Oh, Jonah, don't. I, I kind of feel like we can surpass that, man. I feel like we can don't get better. Don't jinx it. 20 wins? Possible on the season, man. Twenty you wins, think? yeah, yeah. I'd say that's possible. Heck I yeah, I like to hear it for sure. I wouldn't rule it out, not at all. It's gonna be gritty wins, but wouldn't rule it out. So yeah, Kansas currently remains the top. Shocker, right? Shocker, yeah. Baylor falling underneath us of fourteen and three, three and one conference play. Kansas State also three and one conference play at thirteen and four overall. Houston two and two conference play, fifteen and two overall. BYU. Following Houston at two and two conference play, fourteen and three overall. Oklahoma, Oklahoma's been uh quite quite surprises here in my opinion. I, I really was not high on the Sooners this year. I thought I I know they were ranked in the preseason, but I really thought that was 
more of an inflated type ranking, but Oklahoma's proven mm-hmm. week in week out they are. I think I think it's still real. too early, man. I th- I think Oklahoma will be a. Uh, it when we're towards February, we'll probably be looking at Oklahoma like, damn, there they are. Just <laughs> like oh, that's, that's, by, that's, but, that's Oklahoma right there. But that's, barely, that's you know, scraping by, but they're in. They're they're making moves, making moves because they always do, man. Oklahoma and West Virginia seem to do that every year. I feel like start off really not amazing, but then are in it in the mix towards the end of the season. So yeah, no. Following Oklahoma, you got Cincinnati, who I am absolutely on board with Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is a fantastic basketball team. I, I think they're definitely a tournament team, without a doubt, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, they're two and two comps, played thirteen four overall. TCU following them. Uh, as I mentioned, I wasn't high on TCU going into the season. I'm definitely on the hype train now. I think they're a damn good ball team. Two and two conference played thirteen four overall. Iowa State, same same thing. How about oh, UCF, man? UCF. They are two and two conference play. Their two wins have been against Kansas at home and Texas on the road. That's a pretty impressive two game, two okay. games uh, wins right there. Two conference wins right there. Thus far in the season, they're eleven and five on the season. But yeah, they have definitely been very very impressive. And I'm going to see Texas Tech play UCF in Orlando on February 24th. Whoa. Yeah, because uh, me and my Girlfriend are going on our anniversary trip to Orlando because she's a big Ooh. Disney fan, a Ooh. big Disney fanatic. So I was like, hey, you know, why don't we go to Disney World for our anniversary? She was like, hell yeah. So I'm like, okay. Because I've never really had any desire to go to Disney World. I just haven't. I think seeing the Marvel nah. and Star Wars stuff would be cool. But, you know, outside of that, though, I don't really have any desire to go to Disney World. But she wanted to go. And I was like, okay, go to Disney World for you. But then, got to something for me. Got to go check out Texas Tech. Taking on UCF. This guy. So uh, how to yeah, squeeze yeah. in football somehow. How to squeeze it in there. Football? Enjoy football. Oh, football. Oh, is he how to squeeze in basketball? There Sorry, we go, man. buddy. There we go. Bobby. Oops. <laughs> Oops. I guess I am drunk. Where guys. I go, Texas Tech follows always. <laughs> Fair enough, man. But yeah, I mean UCF though. has been absolutely a big, big surprise in the Big Twelve. I think they've been a tremendous addition thus far. And I'd say if it wasn't for UCF, I think Texas Tech might be the biggest surprise team in the entire conference. But because UCF's playing really well, and they look to be for real. And uh, I'm actually kind of thankful I bought my tickets to this game because looking at the prices now, like I probably wouldn't be able to afford the uh, for the level of seats that I have for the Texas Tech UCF game. John, uh, just, their arena. just flip if your I didn't tickets, buy them bro. Just flip your ticket, just sell your tickets, and then you could have a second day at Disney World, bro. Come on. Oh, dude. come on now, dude. Come I'm, on. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Make a profit. Make the a profit. one's fine with me. You can make a profit off those two tickets, man. You're not wrong. Not wrong. You and then following UCF and is then Texas. <laughs> Texas at one and three, 12 and five overall. I feel like Texas forgot how to do basketball. <laughs> they yeah. just they, they have kind of taken a pretty big nosedive. Man, if Texas is ass this year, it's gonna make our win against them not look amazing. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be like, oh yeah. You know, Texas, I, 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 I honestly don't know what it, what it really is. I think I thought Ronnie Terry's a fine hire for Texas. Um, no, nah, we but, figured him out, bro. We figured him out. We got the I we suppose, got the tape man. on him and his squad, man. I suppose. Also, I'm not. I'm not also, really sure. from the Drew Tree, Jesus, I don't know. Everyone knows somebody. <laughs> <laughs> 
So but, yeah, Texas. Yeah, Texas has been a currently bit of a the bottom of one and three. West Virginia now one and three. The six and eleven on the season. West Virginia and Oklahoma State zero and four conference play, eight and nine uh, on the year. I think it's safe to oh. say that West Virginia, Oklahoma State probably are not going to make the tournament at this rate. Do we do we play West Virginia this season? We do, yes. We play everybody at least once. We play West Virginia in Morgantown, but we only play them once, though. So oh, man. We that has been absolute hell for my, Texas Tech to play. Drop I mean, Morgantown there, has man. definitely been a, a a tough, tough place for Texas Tech. That's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't get West Virginia out, man. Kind of learned my lesson the past couple of years. Like, they're yeah. just at the towards the, the middle of the season, towards the end, they're just always in the mix. Or at the very no, least, not, they're not always so there. Sister. I mean, they only have six wins on the season. So. Maybe, maybe not, man. But give it some time. It's still a long season in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Like we're gonna cannibalize each other for the most part. Or let me ask you, because that's kind of the consensus within for a lot of analysts, right, of the Big Twelve. Since we're looking at it, do you think we'll cannibalize each other? Where a lot of us will have similar similar records, kind of how it is right now, where multiple people are tied for first, second, third. Or do you think the contenders are gonna kind of you know, you know, make a, a a leap, make a bigger jump, and kind of you know uh, separate themselves from the rest the of macho the Macho Man Randy what, Savage. What do you says, think? Cream you always think? rises to the top. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got you for three, man. <laughs> Sorry, I got. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. I mean. The Big 12 has been Kansas's playground for 15, 16, 17, could, 18, 19, yeah, but forever years. I feel like I feel like for as as recent though, like it's more competitive than it's been like in a very long time. Yeah, it is. And 12. I don't know, man. I I really don't know. I think you will eventually see like maybe a couple of teams start to uh, separate a little bit, but not by like a mile. You know. Are they, my, I think like I Kansas separate? and Houston okay. and your uh, and whoever else I suppose maybe Texas Tech even you throw them in that category. Um, we would like to see that, but yeah, I think like your Kansases, your Houston's, you know, maybe your Baylor's even. Uh, who who knows? Maybe even um, may, maybe even Oklahoma, maybe TCU, maybe man. a maybe TCU, TCU in that uh, yeah. category. They start to kind of separate themselves as they go to the top. I don't think it's going to be like out of out of arm's reach, you know, like to to the top. You know, I think you're gonna have Kansas and Houston, which I think a lot of people are expecting, and then very close behind. I think you'll have maybe a maybe Baylor, K State, and then right there, Texas Tech. I like so, it, man. Top five, yeah. top five. I like it. I mean, I think this could be a ten bid league, dude. That's what a lot of people are saying, John. That's what I hear, <laughs> man. I think imagine that I'm, ten teams from this conference. I think going I, I truly, I think tournament. we'll eat each other up a bit. I think we'll take a couple wins from each other enough. Where I, I, I don't know ten, man. I see more seven. It'll be a seven. That's what I'm thinking. You're pessimist, Lucky seven. Dude. You're pessimist, bro. I don't know, man. I just can't see it because it'd be. At, at that point, you're the committee, and you're looking at who's who's first in, first out, right? right? Well, that's the thing, though. Looking... If you, like like you say, if we do cannibalize each other, though, but we're all still really good. These are really good Big Twelve teams. Every win that every team would have gotten would be a quad one opponent. Think yeah, yeah. I guess you're. How right. do you just Is leave a team out opponent? like that that has all these quad one wins? 
easy because you look at other teams like Gonzaga. <laughs> you look at other teams that just rule their conference, man, rule their division. It's like, how do you let those teams What's who got the historically, sure, you know what I mean, who, who have historically, right, have been, you know, forces to be reckoned with when it comes to the attorneys. So I, I get it, man. But like 10 just seems like it's too much. I think it's probably going to be more about seven. I think six, seven teams ultimately. Have we put more than eight teams in the in the tourney? That's crazy. Like I can't remember the last time that's happened. I hope we'll put 10 in, dude. I hope we put 10 in. Can't remember I the last time that, that happened either, man. I don't think that's ever happened, honestly. That'd be the first time. First <laughs> time for everything, huh? But it's insane. Who would be the teams? Guess we'll get to it yeah, mid February. We'll, uh, we'll get to March, man. We'll get to March. <laughs> well, we'll get to it, man. So, Should be an exciting one. God. Excited, though. I mean, like, this is such a good conference and it's such a fun. Just, just like, even if you're not a fan of like two of the other conference opponents playing each other, they're good basketball. Like, it's just like, good atmosphere. Games, dude. Yeah. yeah the atmosphere, is. the. Intensity in the matchup. It bleeds through the TV, you know, bro. You can yeah, you can absolutely. you can feel it, man. And I love that about college basketball. I do because like you can you can tell that every player that's on the floor more or less is like, yeah, we're probably not making it to the NBA, so <laughs> <laughs> we're leaving it all out on the field here. And this is why you get like 10, 13 and there's seven minutes left in the first half. That's why there's <laughs> scores like that. They're just atrocious. Yeah, they're, they're they have a lot more to play for. They do, and they um probably are gonna get paid a lot more with NIL than they would in like the G League or anything like that, or even overseas. So may want to stay for a couple more years. <laughs> I don't blame. And Jonah's over here reason. arguing that you shouldn't get extra years in eligibility. Make up your mind. Make up well, your I'm mind. Just I'm, well, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm not going back <laughs> to this one, dude. We've already had. This one. We've already had. This one. I was just trying to. I'm trying to stir the pot. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, man, for sure. So. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even think of that. I don't know if they're making more than G League. Definitely overseas, I think they're making more. But I mean, you still get pretty penny in the G League, bro. I know, but still, I mean, I think you can make more because I mean, I know a uh, was it Tyrese Hunter at Texas? The transfer he transferred from Iowa State to Texas. He got a million dollars. Damn. Yeah, I, I would probably leave for that much money too. I mean, I got a million just to go to. Wear some ugly burnt orange. I guess. Yeah, don't even have I to guess. be good. <laughs> <laughs> don't even got to be good. It's crazy. It's the, so, it's the way it works now. But yeah, you know. Deepest pockets wins, my friend. As it will now. Move forward. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Until the NCAA steps in, I guess. I don't know. Probably, probably whenever. At least not with a good reform to it. That's for sure. Well, I have zero faith in them. I'm curious. Uh, zero faith in them. Yeah, interesting is the 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 polite word of saying the shitty way. But yeah, because I'm okay. sure. Look, I just don't. I don't. Tr- <laughs> I just don't trust them. Fancy double I don't. On to our let's fix that segment. I'm gonna reiterate. Let's fix the NCAA. <laughs> uh, do you yeah, have anything yeah, for the let's fix this? Us, uh, let's fix the segment, or should we go ahead and move on to a good vibes vibe of the week? Goddamn blinkers, man! Use your blinkers, please. Oh yes, guys. It's not been that. great weather. It's not been great weather lately. You know, a little foggy there, a little rainy there. You know, in my case, a little snow. Right? Use your blinkers, jeez, please. Just use them. 
Just use, just communicate. I don't care if you cut me off. Just have the blinker on if you're gonna do it. Uh, exactly. Cut me off with respect, please. You know, please, so I can be a little safe, just a little bit. Like, uh, don't be that asshole. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, please. Don't I can't. Do I can't tell you the last time I cut up. somebody off. It's probably been a year. It's probably, it's probably been a year. A year uh, that you know of, right? <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> So I guess my let's fix this segment is uh, I know this is kind of being a little ironic, being that it's you know dry January for me, but referring to last month, why is it that I cannot get like why do I have to have somebody like if I get more than two drinks, I have to have somebody else over there. Like if I get three drinks, and that's just like for the table. Like I can carry three drinks in my hand from the bar mm-hmm. over to the table that I'm sitting at, right? Yeah, why do I have yeah. to have somebody else there? Like, why can't I just take the three drinks from that bar, move them on over to the table? Like, why is it required that, like, by law, I think, I think by TABC law, that I have to have somebody else, like a second person there to take that third drink? And also, uh, since I'm kind of on that, uh, same subject at this same bar too that I was at uh, a month ago. Why can't I get like like between me and just like it was, it was me and my brother just sitting at a table and we wanted to get like a bucket of beers, you know, which is about five. Okay, mm-hmm. so like or like a bucket. She's like, well, I can't do that. I was like, why not? He's like, because there's only two of y'all and that's five. And I'm like, fuck. Can we get two each? Like, goddamn. <laughs> like, why is this such a a, a big deal? Yeah. I I don't get that. Like. I, it, it makes absolutely zero sense to me. Jonah, they just don't want you to get hammered at their establishment. I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know this was a rule until you mentioned it. I didn't, for real, you can't just sit at the bar. Like, if I were to go to the bar, like, I if can't you and I were at order... the bar, Zuni, and we get like a bucket, it can't, like, we have to have like a third person there. So, let me ask you. have to serve you, us if, that if, Like, technically, if, typically, sometimes we have a cool bartender or a waiter that will just be like, I don't uh-huh. give a shit, you know, and it'll be just fine, you know, like those types uh-huh. of people I love. But I just don't understand. So, I can't order the, six the, the, drinks. The reason, like, right in one sitting, I can't do that. I can't go to the bar and be like, I want a mojito. I want a Moscow meal. I want an old fashioned. I can't just order yeah. like, you, yeah, you four can, different drinks. Back you can to get back like back. two for yourself, but that's it. But but I can't order four drinks and just no. sit at the bar by myself. No, like that's not legal. Like no. I can't. Like, they they'll do like one at a time. I'm sure, but. Like to have but like four by yourself, you got to have like somebody they, else. Dude, that's insane you. for real. Yeah, I didn't know that. What? <laughs> so what if you just? I think that's I just mean, annoying. Like, what if you wanted to, you know, like shotgun one beer and then you know have the other one on standby? Make what if you wanted that. to shotgun? What, you could shotgun two beers and then say, "Can can I get my third? That'd be perfectly fine, I guess. I suppose. I I, I don't know. I've never. Well, I've only shotgun a beer at a bar one time, and that was downtown Austin. <laughs> dude how so, shitty were you getting that day my god uh, i was i was actually out at lunch break at work but you know <laughs> <laughs> okay never mind i take so, back everything yeah you know you, yeah you needed that one beer i get you no doubt, sometimes no sometimes you just want to feel something you know <laughs> yeah, sometimes you, you want to just kind of coast the rest of your day if it's a friday just want to coast the rest of your day go I coast from the weekend on a good vibe man but yeah, like let's let's fix that. Or or if somebody could come at me in our DMs or something like that, uh, on Twitter or Instagram, 
he wants to uh, and just still like hey specifics. can you explain to me the reasoning behind why i have to why i can't carry three drinks from a bar to the table that i'm sitting at with my other my other friends i i, I, don't, I don't understand or like why me and one other person can't have a bucket that's five but we can have two each which we would mm-hmm. normally get like the last or like that last one whoever gets that last one has to pay for the other has to pay for like the next bucket you know what i mean yeah so it's it's kind of like back and forth like that no no i get you i mean it's not oh. a bad like i mean it's pretty solid of me i thought you yeah, could not, not a bad system right <laughs> i thought you could do it until you said you couldn't so yeah uh, news but, to uh, me man yeah I, I think that's yeah, let's fix that i think that's silly that, so definitely. let's let's fix that guys yeah, let's fix for sure. that uh, once again, DMs are open if you want to explain like why that's a law. Like I'm definitely willing to open my perception up, but I I just, I just don't understand. I, I think it's absolutely stupid. But anyways, should uh do, do you want to say it this week, Zinni? Uh, uh, cue the Andre, baby. Let's go. Moving on to our good vibes vibe of the week. Let's go, Zuni. Lead us off, buddy. Dude, good vibes vibe of the week. Uh, for me, man, it's got just solely because I've been eating so much of it and it's been messing my stomach. Gotta go with the, the classic Zune, by the way. Gotta go with that good salsa, bro. Ooh. Chips and salsa, man. That's the day, actually. It's funny you say that. I, I, had, I had some earlier before we had this podcast, actually. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I had some for lunch, actually. <laughs> Killed the rest of the jar. that. I, so, guys, I have a really bad habit of buying, like, salsa or dip of any kind and only getting about, like, halfway through, right? So not only is my good vibe, vibe of the week, actually having good salsa or just good, you know, dip, but actually finishing it all the way through. Because you know what? I always feel like when I leave half of it and it just goes bad, I feel sad. I'm like, I could have enjoyed that. Truly, I could have enjoyed that. It was meant to be eaten, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always happen for me. So I actually was able to finish the jar. It took me about three three days, three, four days, right? I actually was consistently eating at it. And boy, was that shit good. That nice. shit was delicious. Love that. The chunky. I like chunky salsa. I like to taste a little bit of the, the veggies in it too, for me personally. But yeah, now when you finish it all the way through and you still got chips left over, that's a good vibe, vibe of the week. Hell do you yeah, like man. your salsa like super chunky or do you like it like nah. a kind of moderate? Um, you know what? Uh, either or, I don't mind. I feel like if it's gonna be moderate, uh, I feel like it should be a little spicier. That's kind of my thing. If it's a little more not watery, but you know, kind of yeah, more of a yeah. liquidy, more right. Uh, I, I feel like it should be a little spicier. If that's gonna be the case, the so chunkier, the more, should, the more liquid the salsa is, the spicier should be. The spicier it should be, okay. yeah. Whereas if you're getting more chunks in it, I feel like you should be able to enjoy all of the flavors and the texture of the chunks instead of burning your mouth in the process. Like obviously all sauce is going to have a little bit of a zing to it, right? Yep. A little bit of a some heat, you know what I mean? A nice, uh, what is it, four-seam fastball, right? <laughs> <That's> little... <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no. So for me, that's kind of how I prefer my salsa. So nice, nice. yeah, man. So, Love that man. Yeah, that's a good vibe. Good, that's a good vibe. Thanks, like man. It. Thanks. Had to go with it. What about you, John? What you got for me? So my good vibes, vibe of the week. Um, for those who don't know, I've been kind of under the weather a little recently. That's actually why Nesto's not here, because he's feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, I didn't want to hop on the podcast, and he's fighting some badgers right now. Mm-hmm. And all for Tiago. Uh, for the great Tiago. Splitter man. <laughs> um. 
he uh uh so i've been a little bit on the way like i like i mentioned um <laughs> i will say my good vibes of the week actually goes to the great american medicine known as nyquil because that shit makes like instantly like the, like when i woke up the next morning I, I i forgot that i was even like ill the night prior oh dude that's so like, nice i was able to go through i was able to go to work just fine you know i, I will say like, i'm like every time i take it like, i'm a bit like really groggy in the morning when i wake up you know kind of mm. like kind of like you're hungover essentially uh. <laughs> you know but uh man that that nyquil's it works fast like i was i was asleep like that I woke up the next day feeling so much better than I had when I went to sleep and powered through the rest of the day, barely even felt like I was uh like I was under the weather at all and did fine. Like it was it was so like I felt so much better. You you yeah. say you were feeling only sick uh throughout the day or you were feeling sick like towards the end of the night, you said. No, like, I was uh like it was like in like in the middle of the day, I was feeling like absolute ass that day. Oh, okay, okay. Like okay. and so like, I I you know going home, and I uh. Well, that's good, man. You skipped most of the sick, man. You didn't have to go <laughs> through the shitty fever, the sniffle. Yeah, like when well, I got home like that, that night, actually. I just I, I was feeling like absolute shit that night, and so I just took like a big old swig of it. Um. Uh, not a big old swig. I, I do like the capsule thing. I don't want, I don't want people thinking. Man, Joe's yeah. getting hot. <laughs> getting some lean. Like, nah, getting I'm drunk not. off of some NyQuil, bro. No, no, no. Guys. Uh, don't want the uh, wrong impression. Um, that jungle juice. That purple drink. That purple uh, drink. <laughs> um, uh, how we know that? How we know that's like... Uh, I'm joking. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that it worked wonders like I, I felt so much better uh i hope that's what nesso's taking because need him back on real quick um you know he's gonna get fined for uh, missing this episode now uh first one of the year you know second one of the year so first one he's missed we should tally it Let's look at tally. Let's see how many episodes he misses at the end uh, that's how much so, money he owes so both of that. us you're so wrong for that man <laughs> You know it's gonna be, it's gonna happen again and again and again. My man could be dying on the toilet right now, and you're shitting on him for. <laughs> we love Nesta. We're still out. listening. Love you too, bro. Love you, bro. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. my good vibes vibe of the week, right there. Nightquil. I love it, man. That's good. Nyquil always comes through for you in a pinch. Love that. Doubt. You got any trivia for me this week, buddy? Ah, uh, trivia. Um, I did have one let me see if i saved it let me see because i thought it was a pretty interesting one it might have been let's see let's see did i save that oh nope i didn't so no i don't have any trivia i had to get back to you on that one it was a football related one but uh, yeah, it's fine. We're on to the next season. I get you some basketball ones. I got a couple good ones I just thought of that I could look up later. So yeah, none today, yeah. but next week, boys, be prepared. Stay Hopefully tuned. The whole gang. Hopefully, we have the game. Stay tuned on next week's right, episode. Any, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Sorry. Um, any final thoughts yeah. or shout outs for wrap this one up? Uh, you know, shout out my cat, right? Shout out my girl. Shout out. Uh, shout out the listeners, right? Um, shout out the one beer that I was sipping on throughout this podcast. 
Uh, because Jonah can't. Um, sorry, I'm drinking for both of us. Rub it in, why uh, don't you? Don't worry, man. You got it like a week. Um, like or a week and a half. I don't know. There you go. That like week and a half, right? So, uh, but yeah, no, man. Just a uh, shout out to shout out to the new year, 2024. Looking forward to a lot of uh, good entertainment. Good entertainment. Tech basketball included. I uh, want to give a shout out to all your shout outs plus one. So. Nice, man. Love that. <laughs> Times infinity. Cool. Shout out my pets. Shout out my girl. Shout out movies. And shout out to all you listeners. If you're still even listening at this point, which I doubt that you are. You're the real ones, though, if you are. <laughs> it's day ones. <laughs> That's right. That's some real Dom Toretto family right there, man. If I've ever heard no, family. <laughs> Houston's strong, but not as strong as fam. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bro. Stop. <laughs> well, all right. Thank y'all so very much for tuning in. We really appreciate you guys <laughs> listening. Remember to keep the vibes high and keep the guns up. For Nathan Zuniga and Nesta Martinez, with us in spirit, I'm Jonah Young saying so long, and we'll see you next time here on the Lone Raider Podcast. <laughs>